1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's New Barkeep? I'm Dane. I'm Luke. And today we've got some dark and stormy weather, so we've got some dark and stormy drinks.
2: Honestly, I'm really excited for that one. <laughs> 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 yep, yeah, so. But Dane's making me wait. Yes, I am
1: making him wait for that one. <laughs>
2: But anyway, let's, what's
1: our first drink here today? Well, our first drink here today is called the New Yorker. But we're not from New York. We may not be from New York, but I don't think you need to be in New York to have a New Yorker.
2: I feel like you need to have, uh, at least say, hey, I'm walking here, at least once to drink this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm walking, walking here. here. <laughs> Alright, let's try this shit out. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice, pretty, it almost looks like pink
1: lemonade. It does. It looks like some pink lemonade indeed. And if you want to make it yourself, you just need some bourbon, some lime juice, some sugar, a dash of grenadine, and an orange and lemon twist. Three, two, two one. one.
2: Ooh, man, that, that fucking, that lime juice kicks you in the teeth. Ooh, Oh. it's all up in my beard
1: which is weird cuz i got the bigger beard. Yeah. <laughs> I came out nice and clean. You you Kate, you got the better end of the stick at that. I'm like I feel like I feel like I have the pacific ocean in my beard right now.
2: The lime does kick you in the teeth.
1: It does. It really does kick you in the teeth. I probably should have had more lemon and orange twist in it.
2: Yeah, I mean this This isn't that bad. I mean I obviously I would I wouldn't order this myself. It does after you get past the lime, it does almost taste like a pink lemonade. Kind of. I mean, that grenadine definitely helps. Yes,
1: the de- the grenadine definitely helps on that front.
2: That is for sure. But I feel like if you're going to be doing this, you might want to get a better bourbon than Wild Turkey, not sponsored, because this is bare bourbon. I see why. Hmm. If I look at the bottom of the glass, hey, there's all the sugar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, shoot, I thought we stirred that better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> My bad.
2: All right, Dan. Thinking that that was a very annoying situation, let's get to our first topic. Our first topic. The most annoying enemies in video games. Yeah, the most annoying. Oh, boy. And I think I got one right at the bat that I feel like everyone's going to agree with. Those fucking hand creatures from Legend of Zelda. <laughs>
1: oh, yes. Lore
2: masters. God, they're so goddamn annoying. He's like, alright, I just want to explore the dungeon. I'm just gonna look around, look around. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit! Here comes the hand! <laughs> and then once it actually does land, you actually have an enemy to fight instead of just going straight back up. I don't remember too much about. Like, I remember them being a major pain in the ass in Ocarina have time. Like, in the other ones, they didn't seem like that much of an issue. Like, especially like the SNES era and the. Uh, like, basically before 3D, they weren't that much of a hassle.
1: Oh, no, they could be a big, big pain in the butt during the SNES era. I don't remember them being a problem in a Link Between Worlds. Uh, no, not between worlds. A Link to the Past?
2: Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, no, this is de- This drink is definitely an old man drink. Oh, yeah. Look, if you like your bourbon basically is kicking you in the teeth while you're drinking it, drink it. But... This is, I feel like this is one of those drinks that... If you were to, if it was like a person like trying to, at an old bar trying to get new people into it, like here, try this. I swear it's not as bad as like an old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as an old fashioned, but still, you want to run. Oh, <sighs>
1: anyway, I got distracted, Dane? I do agree about floor masters and wall masters. I think another one. I believe you mentioned this in the last episode as well. From Final Fantasy... Oh, boy. Every single person knows them and hates them with a burning passion, and they should be a freaking mini-boss. Not a normal enemy. Tomberries? I mean the Morbles. Morbles, Morbles. Those ring- I... The giant
2: writhing pack of tentacles. Oh, Marlboros. Yes.
1: Oh. I call them Marbles.
2: Fair. I mean, it's basically like the same premise as what... So my brain basically skipped a couple steps. so I'm going to have it follow my logic. Marlboro basically was like, "Oh yeah, that's a coughing and wheezing." So hit from Pokemon. So fun fact about coughing and wheezing: one of their original names were going to be. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, for those who didn't know, the original names of coughing and wheezing, which are these poison Pokemon that spew out toxic gas, was L A. and N Y. <laughs> and for those of you who don't get the, you know, abbreviations. Los Angeles, New York. <laughs> Which we're drinking a New Yorker. <laughs> hey. It all connects. Which also Zubats. Oh my god. Zubats, definitely. It's not so much that they're difficult or I know sorry, we jumped over you. I am so sorry. Oh that's fine. But so Zubats, they're not that they're a difficult Pokemon at all. It's just the fact that they have the fucking confuse ray, and then it's just like, oh look. Take two steps, Zubat. Two steps, Zubat. Two steps, Zubat. No. <laughs> I mean,
1: speaking in that same vein, let's not forget Geodude.
2: Yeah, Geodude, I, oh, God, it's self-destruct. I forgot he self-destructs. No,
1: Geodude doesn't self-destruct. Yes, he does. Graveler
2: self-destructs. Oh, uh, I thought both did. No. Voltorb self-destructs. So does Electrode. But I could have sworn Geodude self-destructs. No. Okay, I'll take your
1: word for it. It's been a long time since I played Red and Blue. Yeah, no. dudes don't self-destruct. It's Gravelers that self-destruct.
2: Either way, fucking bastards. Yeah, the
1: fucking bastards indeed, along with Electrode, also a self-destructor.
2: Ugh. Or another one that was annoying, because it was such a good Pokemon to get in early games because Psychic didn't have a whole lot of competition. Abra. Mm-hmm. Because Abra was, if you were able to catch it, Good on you. Those bastards were a pain in the ass to get, but if you weren't able to get it, and you could definitely try and just waste all your money on pokeballs trying to get it, you know the pain. But again, this is red and blue, red and blue. Oh <laughs> boy, yeah. But uh, what else do I know of? I'm gonna go on. Well, we could go back to the Marlboros that we were talking yeah, before I Marlboros. jumped over. Yeah, Yeah, the <laughs> one basically for a lot of a lot of RPGs. The biggest one of the biggest pain in the ass for RPGs is status ailments.
1: Yep, and Marlboro
2: will give you every single one. So, fun fact, depending on which version of the game you're playing, that may or may not be true. Like, for instance, I'm currently playing 12. Because I could have sworn I played the game, but I guess I didn't. And er, there's like multiple different versions of Marlboros. The early ones just give you Poison Sleep Blind, or something like that. Still a bitch combination. But once you get to like 8, 9, I don't know about 10, 7's also a bad one for them because they will give because they will give you everything except for stone. I don't think they give you doom. No. And for those who don't play Final Fantasy, basically both are playing on the game. Doom is a countdown timer to kill you. And stone is an instant kill petrification or a t- or a countdown kill, stone petrification thing.
1: Yeah, for the ones that I played it was always an instant
2: And I think they also gave... No, because they never get instant death. But yeah, almost every other sip, every other thing, they gave. Whether it made sense or not. Yep, and it
1: all came from one attack. Bad breath.
2: Halitosis. (laughs)
1: Literally, bad breath could turn you to stone.
2: And it could basically make you sick, make you go blind. Make you go blind, confuse you. (laughs) In an RPG, confusion is the worst. Because unless you literally punch your own teammates, there's very few... Pokemon. There's very few items in any game that allows healing of confusion. Okay, so here's one that is kind of a pain in the ass, but kind of not a pain in the ass, depending on where you are. Cactars. Cactars. Because if it's early game, some Final Fantasy's early game will have you go up against Cactar. Cactar... Is what it sounds like. It's, a, it's basically a walking cactus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it has this move called one thousand needles, <laughs> which does one thousand damage. And you're thinking, "Wow, that sounds like a lot." Kind of. Early game? Oh fuck yeah, that'll insta kill. Later game? Meh.
1: Yeah, uh, remember remember that old term, "death by a thousand cuts"? That was basically a cactor.
2: Or in the same. Bre- or in the same. V- Breaths. Breaths? Breaths? Anyway. Tonberries. Tonberries. This the thing—they ha- Tonberries are not that big of a deal. You can run away from them. That's fine. However, if you aren't able to run away, or for some reason you're like, I'm going to fight this thing, they are super slow. But if they get, they basically take each turn take, getting closer and closer and closer to one of your allies. And then, once it gets to your allies, stab, insta-kill. Think of it
1: kind of like Psycho.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it... Oh, God, that was super annoying. All right, I think we've been talking a lot of RPGs. We should probably go to a different genre. Oh, sure. (laughs) All right, what's a good genre See, Let's go with... Not so bad in the later Mario games, but in the first Mario game, I You know what? No, I'm gonna go with Mario Three actually. The sun. No, the sun. Oh my god! Like, don't get me wrong. It had a predictable arc, but if you were mid jump and the thing started moving, you were fucked. Unless you hit a hill. And even then, like when you first show, it's like, oh, hey, look, this sun's angry. That's fine. It's kind of cute because it's supposed to mean it's supposed to be hot. No, that motherfucker's gonna kill you. (laughs) (laughs) That motherfucker's about to come out of the sky. Same premise, different Mario game. Honestly, I'm not sure if it came from his inspiration, Doki Doki Panic, but the masks. Oh, yeah. Have you played Mario 2? I have, and I know exactly what you're talking about. So the masks are one of those creatures, enemies, whatever you want to call them, that actually track you and home in on you. And that is if you take their key. Yep. And so you literally have to run and haul ass with this key. Otherwise, you will literally have to be juggling and jumping and trying to get your way down without getting killed. And it's not as easy as it sounds, because the thing is actually kind of
1: quick. The thing is very quick. It can very easily keep up with you. One way I found to cheese it was to throw the key down. And it stops moving. And not just stop moving. It went away.
2: (laughs) Oh, there's also another way how you can cheese it as well, but you need to get a certain situation, and it's not worth the time. Oh, oh yeah, there was like a, there was
1: a way to kill it.
2: Mm-hmm. You literally had to get like a what was it like four hearts, and then get that star, and then just jump, get a pow, blow it up, or something It was something weird like that. It
1: was very weird. It was totally not worth it just to kill a mask. One singular, not all of them, just one. And Two. mind you, there are multiple masks in the game. Yeah, I think the funniest, uh, I think the most frightening one is the one where you had to dig down through a bunch of dirt to reach a door, and
2: it's trying to chase you down. So, one of the most annoying enemies in Mario 1, The Lakitu. The Lakitu's. Well, oh my god.
1: I almost thought you were going to say The Hammer Brothers. No, I'm like,
2: they, mm. not, the arc's pretty predictable. No, The Lakitu is a fact, they're also predictable and kind of avoidable. However,. It's the consistency and the spinies that walk back and forth that make it a bitch. Oh, yeah, stick in one place too long. <laughs> yeah, good luck trying to get wherever the fuck you needed to go. Oh, here's one. This guy is not so much a problem, he's just really annoying. For those of you who played Civilization,
1: <laughs> when...
2: I was. No, I'm going with Montezuma. <laughs> really? Yeah, because Montezuma, don't get me wrong, Gandhi is hilarious. <laughs> this is a fun little glitch. <laughs> like, early game Gandhi is fine. No, Montezuma is the bastard, because he is super aggressive early on. So if you are just starting, and you don't give whatever the hell Montezuma wants, he is going to be super pissy at you, and he'll be super petty, and he'll basically find any reason to cause war with you, no matter what.
1: Funny part is, <laughs> I was never a, a war, and I'm going off topic a little bit, but I was never a warmonger yeah. in my Civilization games, and Montezuma was always friendly with me. Huh. Hmm. Weird. Was... There was only one, one leader that I know of who was almost always hostile towards me. What was that? And that was Genghis Khan. Really? Mm-hmm. I always had a pleasant relationship with Genghis Khan. Nope. Genghis Khan almost always went to war with me if he ever spawned near me.
2: Huh. Well, I do believe it's time for our break. Yes. We will be right back after I... this message. <laughs>
0: Hey all you guys, gals and non-binary pals. I'm Nick. And I'm Maddie. And And we're we're the hosts hosts of WTF WTF is Happening.
2: Australia's number one pop culture podcast as voted by our mums.
0: We're here to be your weekly 60-minute pop culture catch-up. You can
2: expect stories from our personal lives that basically guarantee we'll never get a date.
0: Legendary guest interviews where we find out which cultural moments shaped their lives. And
2: honestly just a touch of like chaotic, frantic energy. Now as
0: soon as you're done with the iconic podcast you're listening to right now. Go and listen and subscribe to us. Agreed.
2: Cute. And we're back. We're back. As I was giving Dane the oomph degree, <laughs> I was right. <laughs>
1: yes, the thing is, Geodude can learn self-destruct, but by the time you usually meet Geodudes, they don't have it.
2: Debatably, because
1: they learn it at level 21. And most of the time when you meet a Geodude, they're in their mid-twenties, not mid-twenties, they're in their early early teens. Depending on which... You know what?
2: (laughs) You know what? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Fact is, I was right. (laughs) I was right. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Suck it, Trebek. Speaking of our dark and stormy argument there, we're having a dark and stormy.
1: Yes, our next drink is called a dark and stormy.
2: So how do we make a dark and stormy? So
1: in order to make your own dark and stormy, let's get the optional ingredient out of the way, which is probably going to make a big difference. Two slices of fresh ginger. We use that. But for a main dark and stormy, you will need some dark rum, a half tablespoon of ginger syrup, or simple syrup. We We use use simple.
2: Because we have the two slices of ginger, so I feel like that'd be kind of going overkill.
1: Three to four ounces of chilled ginger beer, and two lime wedges for garnish. So, I'm excited for this. I really am. This thing does not excite me. <laughs> I'm not a very big fan of ginger. Thought you liked redheads. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Damn. Three, two, two, one. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's a lot better than I thought it was going to be, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I, I like this. It feels a little, I think I threw in a little bit too much ice, but I, this, I like this. It's mostly lime, for me. I think it's been sitting out too long for yours. Here, try mine. Excuse me will I get the Pacific Ocean out of my... <laughs> Double fist that. Yours does taste a little different. It's got a little bit more ginger to it. I actually like this. I've always loved ginger ale. This is just adding on top of it. never been a real big fan of ginger, so... That's why you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You're wrong for
1: not liking ginger, mister.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking, I'm joking. Get out of my house! (laughs) (laughs) We got an interesting idea that I kind of was like, huh. Because we recently joined the TNC network. And one of the things they had was, I think it was like, I forget what it's called. I should really give them a shout out. Hold on. podcast is called Drunk Game Design. They haven't posted in a while. However, I like the premise. They get drunk, basically create parameters of making a video game, and then they have to make it. And then they have to play it and review it. I like that idea. Now I was thinking to myself, hey, what if I was to get an IP for a game? What would I do to make it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: now, mind you, here's the fun thing about a lot of games is that you can take almost any... IP, and turn it into almost any kind of game. To put this in perspective, that both Full House and Les Miserables both have fighting games dedicated to them.
1: (laughs) I knew about the Full House one. Yeah,
2: Les Miserables has one for the fighting game. (laughs) So we're going to try to make things a little bit more cohesive. First and foremost, I'm going to say no visual novels. Of course. Because those are novels. And the other one is no obvious ones, no Marvel, no DC. Basically things that have been done multiple times before. So I'm just gonna throw a random IP out there. A reboot game. A reboot? Yes. Have you ever heard of the show reboot? Uh I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. You know the premise? Kind of? Basically a they live this these people live in a hardware era. Basically hardware in your computer. And then a game pops up and goes into that hardware and they have to play through the game. I would make this game basically a vignette of all these different types of games. Basically, hey, look, if a 2D side-scroller. Make it a 2D scroller for this part of the game. Is it a something like a Duke Nukem style? Make it a Duke Nukem style for this part of the game. Make it part of the plot. Make it part of the game. But keep the same character throughout each. Yeah, that definitely sounds like it could work. I mean, it sounds like it would be really cool. But the problem is, production-wise, it would be a bastard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Many... You'd need an engine that could support all that.
2: I mean, depending on what. It's not like I was thinking of just going, you know, like. What was it? Not Far Cry, but uh, that one fucking FPS that's stupid high in graphics. Crisis? Crisis, yes. Like I was going Crisis style. There are some games that I can imagine we can maybe have it run on. You can still go cartoony with it. I mean, you saw the fucking. If you saw the uh, graphics for reboot, you know what I'm talking about. Like, we're talking PS2, maybe early PS3 era. Oh, yeah. Wait, you got an idea, Dan? Uh, an idea for... An IP. An IP. How about this? How about I throw an IP at you, and you decide what kind of game you're going to make it? Sure. You're an anime fan. Okay, yes. As far as I'm aware, this has not been made into an anime. I mean, into a game. Fruits Basket.
1: A Fruits Basket game?
2: Yes. That
1: is actually an interesting one. If I had to give that An actual sort of thing. I think I'd kind of make it like a 2.5D, a 2.5D collect-a-thon, in a sense.
2: Kind of like a Banjo-Kazooie kind of thing. Yeah,
1: kind of like a Banjo-Kazooie kind of thing. Or more like, I suppose, Symphony of the Night or something like that. Maybe. Maybe maybe Symphony of the Night, but I'm thinking more Banjo-Kazooie.
2: So more like a 3D platform, like N64 kind of situation. Yeah. Like when that was like in his heyday. Alright, now, I, I said the ending of the launch that I played it for Basket. is basically a reverse harem kind of anime. Like, how would you make that work? Is what I'm kind of curious about. For the reverse harem
1: aspect of it, kind of like each one of the collectibles represents one of the different guys.
2: Oh, so uh, I, I see what you're going to get. So, every, for each, if, by the end of the game, depending on how many collectibles you have, that's the ending you're going to get? Yes. Okay, okay, I could see that. I could see that. I kind of like this game. Give me, give me an IP. An IP? Okay. That I would know of. <laughs> Oh, boy. Any IP. Okay.
1: I'm interested, but I don't know if you've seen the movie. Shoot. The Underworld movie. Which one? Just the Underworld. One where zombies and... Not zombies. Where werewolves and vampires. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I've
2: seen Underworld. It's almost like Matrix, but supernatural. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So... That one is actually, in my mind, kind of an easy... I could go with a cheap, easy answer. Which is something in the realm of, say, like, Bayonetta. Basically, running gun kind of gameplay. Or go with, like, Blood Rain. But I feel like that's cheating. I feel like that's too easy. I feel like that's not the answer you're looking for. Nope. (laughs) I could go with beat 'em up which would be, again, same premise. Just not as adrenaline pumping. I could go with a fighting game. But again... Not a whole lot of list of characters. So, instead, I'm going to say RPG. Almost, but not, like, something as high graphic as, say, Final Fantasy XV. I'm going to say, like, you, when you see this game, it is on RPG Maker.
1: <laughs> like, 2D JRPG.
2: 2D 32-bit. Yes. Because here's the thing. The gameplay, like, when you're going between scene to scene, is going to be JRPG. Everything else, because let's be honest here, everything else in that movie is a spectacle... Will be just not, will basically be like, oh was that one werewolf game on PS4? 1862 or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically that. From going from place to place, 2D. Going for that actual spectacle between maybe seeing the movie scene, 1862 and style graphics, just going through it. Let's be honest here, that's kind of the best you can do with that movie. I mean, it's not a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it's. It's action schlock.
1: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's like that is definitely the that movie is definitely meant for yeah, bayonetta style
2: yeah. combat or Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry, maybe beat them up kind of situation, kind of like uh, not Double Dragon, but kind of like Streets of Rage. Like you got a bunch of options to play with it. Fighting would be like one of the weakest ones. Oh, okay, this one I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give you a softball. A softball, sure. Mars attacks. Well, since Dane doesn't know Mars Attacks... Nope. Not a clue. We're going to go with Firefly.
1: Firefly. Oh, boy. <laughs> Another one that I really have not seen very much of. Really? That's like, dude, that's like nerd, you know, you know, basics. It's nerd basics, yes. I just have not made the time to watch it. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, just... From what you know. Okay, so from what I know, it is a space western. Yep. Like, I, sadly, I don't know very much about plot or anything like that. But I think if I were to go with a certain style, I think I would choose the shoot-em-up category.
2: Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Although, I, the upside is, Firefly didn't get a whole lot of, you know what I for, a whole lot of depth to it. It's Basically, forced to just throw all of its plot, like, near the end. So you could maybe get away with doing that. Yeah, kind
1: of like a... I forget what the hell it's called, but there was a... Uh, like an
2: Eldorado or a... Uh, think of like a shooting gallery kind yeah, of Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it's called. Like they had FMVs of it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, yeah.
1: Think of like a shooting gallery at a carnival. And it's like you have all these targets around and you're just like blasting them as fast as you can. Yeah,
2: basically an on-rail shooter.
1: Yeah, on-rail shooter. Exactly like that. Okay, okay. Give me another one. Come on. Another one. I'm going to start throwing out some stuff here. We're going to see if you know of any of them. Shoot. Let me gather my thoughts real quick. I thought of three, so let's see if you know of any of them. The first one, Overlord. Heard of it, haven't seen it. Okay. You at least know its premise? Nope. Okay. Next one. Uh, That time I got reincarnated as a slime.
2: Heard of it, kind of know what it is, never seen it.
1: Okay. We're going for my backup, my <laughs> last backup, Spice and Wolf. No! God! Damn.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Go a little older, man. Come on. You know, I don't watch modern anime. Oh, boy.
1: So I have to go with a very safe bet here. Okay. All three of mine got shot down, so how about this? Make a game out of Death Note.
2: Okay. That one's gonna be a little tougher. Actually, huh? No, I got one. I got one. Either a Sierra-based or lucasarts based adventure game. You basically have to find the shit you need to be able to, like, hey, does this person need to be, you know, murdered? It's a kind of like a detective game. Kind of sort of. Basically mixing that with, say, like, Phoenix Wright. You need to find the clues be like, hey, is this person, in your mind, deserve to be killed, or is he innocent? Okay, I could see it. Kind of like something as an offshoot from Light? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Because Light's going to be, because I figured that's going to be the, or you could have a secondary game where you play as, uh, L, trying to find out who the fuck, uh, I can't remember what his name was. version has been, uh, Light's, uh, alter ego. Kira. Kira, yes. Either way, both would be an interesting premise. Like, do a Light and a Dark Side. I could see it. Kind of like a,
1: a Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories sort of what thing.
2: Sure, let's go with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like the main game was playing through as Sora, but it also featured a quote-unquote dark
2: side with Riku. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I see what you're getting at. Something like that, yeah. Like, have the first half of it be like, hey, I'm gonna be... You are gonna be, like, being as Kira. The second half, maybe being as L, trying to catch Kira. Only to ultimately... Never mind, that's a spoiler. But then again, it's it's anime. Spoilers, L dies. I think that was kind of... uh... That's kind of a given. Pretty much. Huh. Think we can do maybe one more, or are we? I think we
1: got time for one more.
2: All right. Let me think of an IP that you have heard of that not buried to the ground. Okay, this is gonna be very, very loose. You got a lot of creative freedom with this one. Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you're kidding. Nope. <laughs>
1: Well, for those who are curious as to why he said Taco Bell, <laughs> Taco Bell has recently made an anime. And, no, I am not kidding. You can literally go look it up on YouTube. It's there. Well, what's your answer, Dane? A Taco Bell <laughs> themed. Okay. Do you remember the old mascot for Taco Bell? The one that the, the, was the Chihuahua? The Chihuahua. Yes. Play as the Chihuahua. Going around collecting tacos. Okay. And your big objective is to dissuade customers from picking the competitors. Have it be like the knockoffs of like... Chick-fil-A or something like that. Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, or Taco John's. All of which we are not sponsored by. I wish. Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, I wouldn't mind having Wendy's. Actually, we don't have a Wendy's around here, do we? No, we do not. Oh. Okay, I wouldn't... No, I don't want Taco Bell. Taco Bell's kind of gross. Hashtag sponsor us, Taco Bell. Um... (laughs) Okay, so basically an
1: old school... Yeah, kind of like a 2D platformer with the Chihuahua as the main character.
2: Okay, I can dig it. Are we talking like the actual Chihuahua or like a humanoid Chihuahua?
1: Like the actual Chihuahua. Okay,
2: okay. Man, that was a really quick one. I thought you were going to take a little more time on that. No, I mean
1: like... You know, it's like you have the Chihuahua, you're just running around collecting, like, you know, friggin' tacos and mm-hmm. stars or maybe burritos are like, a power-up. <laughs> or something
2: like, almost like a Mario kind of clone kind of thing. Yeah, like a Mario clone 2D platformer. Fair enough. And I do believe that is going to be all the time we have. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that, I've been Dane. I've been Luke. Enjoy
1: your drinks, everybody. We'll see you next week.
2: Have a good one.
1: You can find us at whatsnewbarkeep.com or that's not canon productions or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find our social media on Instagram at Nerds in the Kitchens. You can find our cover artists at Silver Falcon with the I replaced with a 1. Also, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Fill the Pot, where we review cookbooks. And the majority of our recipes come from the Ultimate Bar Book by Mitty Helmish.